0: Welcome to the Filter Through a Brain Cell podcast. Hey, what is up, thinkers? Kathy Gibbons here. Let's start off with a quick review of a fallacy we covered earlier here in season one, personification. So personification is when you give a broader range of human characteristics, to an inanimate object or an animal. This fallacy is also sometimes called anthropomorphism. And this one is similar to the pathetic fallacy. So definitely go check this episode um, out to learn the difference between the two. And I will say again, personification is also a literary device that is used in literature to make things come alive, to make it more interesting, to make you be able to relate with things. So it's not always a fallacy. However, it can be a fallacy. So again, if you want to check this out, go back and check out episode 67. But the question to ask yourself with personification is this, is the action really coming from that object or is there someone else behind it? Again, to learn more, to review, go back and check out episode 67. Okay, so today we are going to continue our conversation about how to argue and debate and how to do it well. And in the last two episodes, I gave you the first two ways to do that. You have to learn both sides of the issue. And number two, have credible evidence. So today, let's dive into the third way to argue and debate well. And it's this. It's okay to argue values, but it doesn't work to argue feelings. It's okay to argue values, but it doesn't work to argue feelings. So in debate, there's another type of debate. Yesterday, I told you about the policy debate, right? There's another type called Lincoln-Douglas. And in Lincoln-Douglas, they're not arguing about policy. They're arguing about values. So let me start by telling you what I mean by a value. Values are something good and virtuous that's worth believing in or defending, like the value of beauty, the value of life, the value of cultural relevance, the value of safety, right? Just as a few examples, there's a ton of them. We could make a big list, right? But when you're debating something, it is absolutely okay to argue specific values as long as those values are backed by truth. Values matter. They may not all matter equally. I will say that. Not all values matter equally, but they do matter. Now, here is where you have to be careful. You have to make sure it doesn't migrate over into arguing feelings. So many people today believe that they have the right and that they are owed, um, that they they are owed to feel, to be able to feel a certain way and that it is society's job to ensure that they feel that way. And here's a newsflash. It's not. You're not owed certain feelings and society does not owe you to make you feel a certain way. The world is not responsible for your feelings. You are. So arguing feelings is going to be way too subjective. Remember, we said we're working on arguing and debating well, any old person can get into an argument about their feelings, but that doesn't mean it's a good debate. And arguing from feelings usually leads to those feelings taking over. And when we get overly emotional, we get dumber. And I'm, I'm not saying that to be mean. It's a super interesting physiological fact that has to do with the way our brains are wired. There's a book that talks about this, and I'll just uh, note it in the show notes, um, but basically what it explained is that the, the more emotional we get, the less our brains are able to, cle- to think clearly. Interesting, right? Have you ever seen someone get so emotionally charged that they get completely hijacked by their emotions and all rational thought and conversation ends? Yes, it happens. It's happened to me, right? This probably has happened to everybody at some point in their life, maybe many times. It's just how our brains are wired. It doesn't make us bad. But we cannot debate well from that state. We have to wait for some of that emotion to subside, for a rational brain to get back in charge again. And I'll give you a little tip. The fastest way to start getting your rational brain back in charge is to ask a question. Seriously, ask yourself a question. Like, what color are the walls in the room? Or do some math. Do your multiplication tables in your mind. It sounds silly, but what it does is it helps re-engage that rational part of your brain. And we'll get that back in charge and you kind (laughs) of get some of your rational brain back. Anyways, I'm not gonna go into a whole lot more depth on that, so let me bring it back, tie it into point number three, and why I even brought this up in the first place. There is a difference between a value and a feeling. A value is something you can believe in. It's a, but a feeling is an emotion that comes and go. So what you're going to need to do is work to identify the value behind your argument and argue the value, not argue how you feel. So again, let's use an example, right, to make this make sense. So let's go back to the example that we're using of where you're debating with your parents that you should be allowed to get a dog. So think about some of the values that could be involved in getting a dog. It could be companionship, responsibility, happiness, joy. So let's say you choose the value of um, responsibility. You could focus on all the ways that getting a dog will help you learn and develop responsibility as an argument for getting the dog. You'll have to be responsible to walk it you know, twice a day, to feed it every day, to take care of it, to make, you know, make plan for it when you do go on vacation. And you could emphasize how those things are going to teach you responsibility. And that is always going to be a good thing. So, so rather than just saying, but I want it, right? Okay. That's an emotion, right? That's a desire. That's a feeling. That's not as strong as arguing for a value, the value of responsibility, Okay. So that's it for part three of this little mini series on how to argue and debate and do it well. I have two more to give you and I'll give you, I'll give you number four in the next episode. Remember when you learn how to think, you will no longer fall prey to those who are trying to tell you what they want you to think. And it all starts with asking one simple question. Is that really true? I would love to hear from you. Do you have questions about fallacies and cognitive biases? Are you now starting to see and hear them everywhere around you too? Well, send them in. They just might get featured on the podcast. You can email them to me at think at filter through brain cell.com. or you can connect with me on Instagram at filteritthroughbraincell. And if you want to be notified about when new episodes come out and all the things that we're doing, go to www.filteritthroughbraincell.com and sign up to receive email updates. I would love it if you would help us on our mission to teach society how to think well. Please subscribe, leave us a review, and share this podcast with people in your life.